0: When we were kids and we were on the playground and somebody would claim something so outlandish and they'd usually end it with, no, 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 I promise, true story. We didn't know if that was true. There was no way to dispute it, right? Right. But now we're adults and we can, you know, we can dispute, we we can come to the bottom of these mysteries of our childhood. So I have to ask... Give them a Google. Right. And I have to ask you a question as a medical professional. It's been (laughs) driving me nuts since I was a child. Mm. Can you... Be so scared that your eyeballs pop out of your head.
1: (laughs) Let's find out. Hello, everyone. I have my voice back.
0: And so do I.
1: It's probably sad for a lot of people. (laughs) But anywho's, welcome to Gear Related, a peek under the hood of the automotive repair industry. Sitting in that chair over there that you can't see because <laughs> this is all listening based is Ben. Howdy. And I'm sitting in this chair, over here.
0: Which you also can't see. Mm-hmm. That's information's eyes wants to know. I'm Heather. It's fair Howdy. to say, they're chairs. They're standard chairs. Nothing special. No, no. I mean, you it's know, it's too complicated. Like it's a dark. Like wood.
1: Anyways, that's not important right now. No, 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 no. What's important is that here we are, <laughs> and we're ready. Yeah, sure. <laughs> And I'm very jazzed about what we're going to talk about today.
0: As am I.
1: I love iconic cars.
0: And this is another edition of the Iconic Car Series. (music) Iconic Car Series. But we can only focus on
1: one. There can only be one. It's not Highlander, though. (laughs) (laughs) The Highlander car was... Did he have a car? No. <laughs> Am I digressing a lot? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm sorry.
0: All right. There's a lot of iconic cars to choose from. True. Um, and <laughs> which would be
1: why we <laughs> sort of picked
0: this. <laughs> Maybe that's why we do this. Mm. Um, and this may be one that uh, a lot of our uh, listeners might be unfamiliar with. How dare they! Well, because this is this one goes way back before mm. the '80s, because didn't no, haven't, like all of our iconic kind of cars been from the '80s. The '80s were good to us. They were. But I want to talk about a certain film made in 1979,
1: so it's almost the <laughs> 80s. <laughs> so far away from
0: the '80s. But it's not really fair, because the car's much well, older than that.:
1: And does it, but does it count? At 79, because in Australia, isn't it, like, earlier there?
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe, Not by years. <laughs> maybe it depends on the day. <laughs> Not by years. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about a film called Mad Max. Ooh, the original? The original. The one that spawned, what, three sequels? We got- and a...
1: And yeah, even a recent sequel,
0: right? Mad Max and Fury Road,
1: which sprung our boy Mel Gibson
0: into stardom. Exactly, into. it was very well received. This he was, was a, a
1: tiny baby when he did this film.
0: He was. I mean, look at his baby face, and little tiny baby face. Just like this is the this is the same guy that can grow a beard now. I know. And if you watch the third film, the difference
1: <laughs> with the hair and the
0: oh yeah, there's and a the difference. things. There's different. So this film was directed by George Miller, on a budget of mm-hmm. wait for it three hundred and fifty thousand dollars Australian dollars. <laughs> to be fair, are they different?
1: I don't know, but I I actually you have know, to be honest. with you. I don't know it.
0: what money uh, Australia was using in uh, the nineteen seventies slash eighties.
1: They were using doubloons. Did,
0: you're the you are so far. You are just. Throwing me so far off track right I'm now. I'm super sorry.
1: Okay, I'm <laughs> focused. You have my complete cooperation. Okay, <laughs> probably.
0: All right. So if you if you want to go down a rabbit hole, just check out the IMDb uh, website uh, for this Mad Max film and just look at the stuff that hey, did, you know those hey, did you know type mm-hmm. things and, and the there, trivia. There's and- so many fun things. So this budget was so low; like half of the people involved in this film were being paid in beer. Uh, the- oh, it sounds like something we would do. <laughs> the biker gang featured in the film was an actual biker gang. Uh, and they, they had like, some of them had to have, they didn't, the costuming was like, they they kind of knew that they were going to get pulled over because they carried their props around with them to and oh, from no. the set, which are like weapons and stuff. So they all got like these get out of jail free cards that, hey, if you get pulled over, just hand them this little note that says, oh yeah, we're involved in this film. And <laughs> A note.
1: It's like a note from your
0: teacher. Exactly, right. So-
1: could you just give us a
0: quick synopsis Absolutely. of the movie for people who don't know So the know synopsis it? of this movie, this is a dystopian future, like you post-apocalyptic. know. post-apocalyptic. Post-apocalyptic. Uh, on the brink of collapse kind of thing. So now? No. And there's this police force, which our star character, played by Mel Gibson, Mad Max Rockintansky.
1: Rockintansky.
0: Is a member of this police force. And something I don't want to spoil too much, but something very traumatic happens, and he goes on a revenge killing spree right. against these bad guys. Right? Fair enough. Right. That pretty much sums it up.
1: That sums. And there's cars and driving, and yelling
0: and shooting. I tell you, Mad Max Fury Road, the new one's very. That's a lot simpler to to sum up. The synopsis of that movie is a car chase. Wow, well, <laughs> there's some subplots. Sure. But anyway, this is gear related. So what we're really uh, what we really want to talk about is the, the car. cars, right? Yeah, and this particular car is the V8 Interceptor Pursuit Special.
1: Oh my gosh, that's a sweet name.
0: Yeah, this was a 1973 Ford Falcon XB GT Coupe. Um so the original concept of this car too is believe it or not they wanted a Ford Mustang Mm. and they they talk to the mechanic on the film, and he's like,
1: um... Oh, that poor guy. He's <laughs> just, he never slept ever once.
0: You, you never think about, like, you see, you read all the credits. How often do you see mechanic? They <laughs> better the be credits? on there. I'm sure they are, but...
1: Because the Ghostbusters one, as we know, needed one.
0: Yep. Yep. So the mechanic says, well, you know, if we use this Ford Mustang, let's just be honest, this is a foreign this is a foreign car to us because this, this whole film was being shot in Australia. You want to use a Mustang, we're not going to find parts for this. No. It's going to break down. We got a low budget. We don't have time for this. Right. So they wanted to use an Australian car. So they got the uh, the Ford Falcon XB, which was made in Australia. Next next step, we have to find one of these, right? So they go to an auction. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, sorry. <laughs> Do you need to take that?
1: <laughs> My mom's calling in. <laughs> she has some Mad Max information. No, she does not.
0: <laughs> I don't think
1: she's ever seen it. It's cool. I'm I'm enthralled. I will call her back later.
0: Okay. <laughs> so we go to this car auction, and for get this, less than twenty grand. Oh, they purchase three cars. Two of these are ex Victorian Police Ford Falcon V8s XB sedans. These are. These were actual police cars oh, that they oh, that they okay. used in Australia, and of course the police interceptor that the engine they soup up these cars because you know when you want to chase the bad guys you gotta you gotta be faster than the bad guys right? Well, yes, you do. So get, they even
1: get, even now
0: they get these two decommissioned police cars, which are sedans, so they're four doors, and they're lucky enough to get their hands on a 1973 XB GT coupe. That is lucky. Now the car was, I think it was. Polar white at the time. And they're
1: Perfect. Like, Let's get this out in the desert. Right.
0: Exactly. No, this, this is just not going to cut it, right? So we've got to get this car into the hands of somebody who can make this car what we want it to be, right? You must sandblast it. Right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so the two sedans, one of them becomes Big Bopper. Now, this is one of the police cars in the film that they, they paint. The, I don't know why. They, they went for some color in this. this these are these bright yellow with oh, different color right. stripes on them and stuff. Big Bopper was the one driven by Roop and Charlie. And then the other yellow or the other yellow one, this was the other sedan. That one became Max's, Mad Max's yellow interceptor. Okay. So these are the two, the first two cars you see in the film that, that are the yellow police interceptors. The GT one, of course, we get introduced into the movie later. And that intro, I, we just watched it. I mean, it's it's, it's
1: crazy because you're in this like underground lair, and there's all these cars and parts, and you know, everybody's like, ooh, when they see it, and then they start that thing.
0: Oh, yeah. The the noise, the engine. I mean, it's just like, yeah. you see this car, and you know, like, this car is like a character in the film. Oh, yeah. It's so iconic. But I'm digressing. So, <laughs> the, the Your art, fault now. Yeah. The art director of the film, John Dowding, he gives the car to this company called Graph X. So, it's Graph-X International. Cute. Okay. And the uh, the um, the general manager of this company is he's Ray Beckerly. So Ray Beckerly, I'm just going to quote him here. This is what John Dowding said. Here's this car. Here's what I want you to do with. What right? quote? He told me he wanted the black car to look evil. It had to look different and had to be both gloss black and matte black. And that was the extent of the brief. Good luck. It's <laughs> like, it's go. Like,
1: it's like the technical bake on the Great British Bake Off. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hardly any information.
0: Be careful. <laughs> Ready, set,
1: make a car. Bye.
0: All right. So the Pursuit Special, that's the GT, is handed over to Murray Smith. Now, Murray Smith is one of the, the movie's three mechanics, and he's helping to undergo the modification that would help do like the high speed chases and the actual filming and stuff. So, oh, and by the way, Murray uh, Murray Smith also was one of the stunt drivers for the, and then you get that low budget movie Well, film. I mean,
1: yeah, he he also
0: like, did craft services like, so like we, we <laughs> so, need so somebody happening. to drive this car. Well, what's the mechanic doing? He's the only one not on lunch right now. (laughs) Go get him. He's got to drive this car. We cannot hurt the mechanic, though, guys. Yeah, so he ended up being in the film as one of the stunt drivers for the initial two weeks of filming. And, oh, he was also a double for one of the uh, bikers, Bubba Zanetti.
1: Well, that's when you know you've made it. (laughs) When you're the double for
0: Bubba. Right. Um... So, but before we get too far involved into the film itself, we want to talk about what did they do to this car, right? Right, absolutely. It's more than they just, they they didn't just paint it black, right? No, 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 So they wanted to get like a a low kind of futuristic like front end for this. And they had their eyes on this uh, Monza, it's called this Monza front end. But um, this front end turned out to be a similar front that was being built to suit other Fords by this guy named Peter... I'm going to say this wrong. Frampton. Arcadipane. Arcadipane. Ar Arcadepane. I'm so sorry, Peter, if you're still alive, which I hope you are. Um, but he was still working for Ford at the time. So he's like, uh, I can't do this. This is already being used for something else. But in secret, he was developing this other kind of front end, this Concorde front end for a panel van concept car. You should see a picture of this it's it's really weird looking. so this is like this is like
1: the the underground of front end creation
0: and he's like, shh. Oh, I would imagine this underground just designer concept in general, right? Like, that's what I mean. It's kind of cool. Can you imagine like trying, getting into one of these facilities where they're designing cars? They're probably like strict security oh, procedures yeah. like don't look at my stuff, man.
1: <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what they sound like.
0: So I guess Ray Berkeley, he's the guy from uh, GraphX International. Mm, he sees this car with this, this front-end design on this Ford concept uh, van, and he contacts the guy uh, after he's no longer working for Ford, and he says, "Hey, working on this car. I like this front end. What can you do for me?" right.
1: And the other guy's like, "What can you do for me?" He's like, "I have a six pack of beer."
0: <laughs> <laughs> so now we got this whole three team of Ray Berkeley. And Murray Smith, the mechanic, and Peter Arcadipane, or. Yep, Ar- no, just. Yeah. Yep. Arcadipane, we'll stick with that, right? Wait, Peter A. And various others from the company. They're working to modify the car for the film. So, and if you see it, in, if you see, like when you're introduced to the car, you see that supercharger, that Wee supercharger. I mean, the, the words are right on there. Uh, it's fitted, but <laughs> the director, George Milley, is like, no, 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 no. I want to see this thing. It's got to stick so far out of the hood (laughs) (laughs) that we can see the entire supercharger. Uh, Was
1: that the thing that looked like a big mouth at the beginning? That's
0: the intake to the supercharger. Oh, my gosh. That's huge. Yeah, And then you have that drive belt, which is like. Six inches wide. I know, that runs and then it. Mel
1: Gibson like sticks his hand in there, and I'm like, oh, geez, we'll get- that's that's the the medical professional in me going,
0: oh, don't put your hand in. there. And can you imagine the practicality of driving this thing? You you just like, you can't visibility? see <laughs> you know? half of the stuff on the road because there's this huge engine sticking out of it. So they fitted this supercharger with a super, with a Scott super slot injector and a fuel pump assembly. Um, now, because George Miller wanted to see so much of it, they had to mount it a foot above the engine, <laughs> on top of the air cleaner, which effectively made it useless. So they wait had this, made
1: the air cleaner useless. No, the
0: supercharger is useless. Nah, like the actual engine and the air cleaner are okay. all underneath that supercharger.
1: Okay, so really, in in real real life,
0: right? In real real life.
1: This okay. We are in Hollywood land. It's and apparently,
0: yeah. Apparently, that when you see it in the film and you see the belt rotating, that's all driven by an electric motor.
1: Listen, it's
0: magic. Now I
1: just suspend your disbelief and enjoy the film.
0: I know. Well, this is kind of one, one of my. We do like the inside stuff. I guess stuff, this though. is one of my nitpicks. If I was on set, your I'd be like picks. George, Booby, Babe.
1: That's Murray's deal.
0: Let Murray yeah, carry I that, ca- that but, weight. It's like, why don't we just put a high-rise intake on there, a real supercharger? I could get an engine, like, real power. It powerless. was
1: 1979.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's the point. George Miller would have been like, what kind of budget do you think we have? Uh, this is 40 years. You're looking at this at the
1: 40 years later lens. I am.
0: I really am. Um,
1: and you've had a lot of time to think about it. <laughs> like, 42 <laughs> years. <laughs>
0: And then they added those eight individual exhaust pipes that you see, like four on each side that are puffing the exhaust out of them.
1: Oh, yeah. And they're so rumbly. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Then, of course, they started adding all of that fiberglass uh, work to it. Of course, the nose fitted by Peter Articapani's workshop. They put a rear roof roof spoiler. Um, The spoilers were actually taken out of... Uh, I got I gotta cite him here. It's Bob Jane's HQ Monero Sports Sedan, if you if you're really interested. I am really interested. Thank you for telling me. Well, I mean it was so it was raised well, That's kind of
1: cool though. This is such a mutt car. Like
0: they wanted to include all these spoilers, but aerodynamically speaking, none of it made sense. Like they actually added nothing to the car. You don't know.
1: You have not been in a police chase in the Australian desert. Well, I guess you could say that's true. That would be such a cool experiential thing. Well, maybe we should do it just for research. You know how you get to like go on racetracks or like falconry or like, you know, hot air ballooning. What if you could do a police chase in the desert in Australia? If as if Australia didn't have enough to try to kill you. Well, we should do something. now.
0: My bucket list just got bigger. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> if the, all the poisonous animals don't murder you go for this ride
0: now believe it or not this car was built in three months what yeah not too bad right well again low budget low timetable like guys we don't have time right
1: right and and it's like everybody's in their they're like grandma's basement doing their part
0: and to that point um the <laughs> the guys who built this car they're like all right Crap, we got to pay him. I know what we can do, but let's offer him royalties from the movie. Oh, <laughs>
1: dag, that's amazing. Yeah,
0: except the guys are like, yeah, we don't think this movie's going to work out so See, well. am not, not really, smart like not Leonardo really sure. DiCaprio. So we're we're going to okay. go ahead and say no. You go ahead and keep your royalties. We kind of want to get paid.
1: And all the lunch boxes from like 79 to 85 that were Mad Max (laughs) and Tina Turner's outfit mocked them later.
0: Okay. (laughs) So we get, so now we're done building the car. Okay. Now Matt Murray's Murray's on set. He's the mechanic. He's the one that kind of tools around in this car. I thought
1: his name was Murray something else.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Not Matt Murray. I don't know where that came from. Murray Smith.
1: Murray Smith. I will keep you in line about Murray.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So production's over. They get they get the movie filmed. Um, okay. So
1: they built the car. How long did it take to film the movie?
0: So I was supposed to take, I think it was 10 weeks. That's how oh. it was supposed to take. Okay. But various and sundry things happened and it took a little bit longer than that. I think it was a total of like 12 to 13 weeks.
1: So, basically, the car took the same amount of time as filming. (laughs) Okay. Well, and that
0: was all pre-production, too. Right. So, um, but they get done with the movie, and they have to pay Murray Smith, and and they can't. Did they just give him the car? The car was given to him as a settlement for unpaid work. Oh, my god! So, he's got this car, and you're like, great. What do I do with and this? And then the
1: movie goes bonkers.
0: <clears throat> um, so he actually decides, like, you know, I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get rid of this. Oh <gasps> No, he tries. See how
1: the movie does Murray. Listen to your girl.
0: He, he tries to sell it for seventy five hundred bucks. No takers. Sorry. Um, so, this then is started, crazy. Yeah, so then he started. So then they started using it for promotion. It toured around Melb- uh, Melbourne, Australia, to different, Melbourne. different places. Um, But then, like you said, to your point, the film starts getting some success. And all of a sudden, we're talking about sequels. Uh Uh-huh. Hey, hey Murray, can Can we we buy that car back from you? Of course (laughs) you
1: can. The starting bit will be.
0: So they reacquire it for the, the sequel. They made a few tweaks to it, not a lot.
1: I want to know how much Ol Murray got paid. Could you find that anywhere?
0: I did not find out okay. how much Murray got paid for. We'll it. We'll just
1: dream. It was it was a lots of zeros.
0: That's yeah. That's let's just you know, and for Murray's sake, why don't we just say he got paid a lot of zeros? But I can't say that for sure. So they get the car back, and, and you know, unfortunately, nobody cares about poor Murray Smith. They just care about the movies, you know, right? Like he was a
1: stunt double for Bubba.
0: He's the mechanic and I, I feel for him. I mean,
1: I, yes, I get it. You don't have to explain it.
0: Anyway, so they put some bigger fuel tanks in this thing because <laughs> <laughs> this thing was costing them so much money just to get to and from the set. They're like, oh, let's put some bigger fuel tanks in it. So we have to stop, you know, quit stopping for gas every 10 minutes. Um, but they and they give it a little more distressed look. Now, I'm not going to get too A much... patina. I'm not going to get in too much to the, the second movie. Right. Uh, but I can tell you that Wait, the what was script, the
1: second movie called?
0: Uh, Mad Max. Um, no, Beyond Thunderdome was the third one. Was the third one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the second one was Mad Max Road Warrior. Yes. The Road Warrior. Yes. The script called for this car to be destroyed.
1: No, Murray, don't let them.
0: <laughs> I know, right? Luckily for us... They decided to build a replica and destroy that, that one. one. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, smart. They already know. Like they gave they gave this to Murray to like pay him for you know, and they were really like, okay, so this thing's kind of not worth that much. Maybe five hundred dollars. Here you go. And then they bought it back for a lot of money. So they already knew the inflation on this sucker was
0: right. It's kind of a special car, you know. There's so much um, history to it already. Right. Um so the duplicate's blown up, crashed, whatever. They they sell the remains of that. <laughs> it's like a little urn. Yeah. Here you go. And but get this, they the original car, they just set it to be scrapped. They're like, here you go, just scrap it. Whatever we can get for it. Wait a it. second,
1: why would they save it and then scrap it?
0: So they they saved it because it was the is basically the um Principal photography car. It's the ones you, it's the beauty car. It's the one you get in all the great scenes. It's the one that is the action, the action shots is the other one that they don't care what happens to it. But they do care what happens to this during filming.
1: Oh. So when they were done, they were like, oh. They're
0: like, all right, we're all done with it. Scrap it. At that
1: point, Tina Turner was not around to say, (laughs) guys. (laughs) No, not yet. This is simply the best. Don't get rid of it.
0: All right. So it's supposed Ah. to mean it's, uh, it's demise at this scrapyard. And the guy, I guess, I, I don't know if he was a fan or something. He can't bring himself to, to destroy it. Murray so, Jr. He says, you no, know, I'm not going to scrap this. I'm going to put it up for sale. Couldn't sell it. <laughs> <laughs> he gives it to a colleague, um, Ray Evans. So Ray Evans has a scrapyard, too. This car sits in his scrapyard for more than three years. But it's getting some eyeballs, right? People are like, "Eh, there's a car under that tarp. What's what's going on? (laughs) Is that that, that...
1: (laughs) I wish you guys could see him. He squeens his little (laughs) eye when
0: he does that. It's really funny. Eventually the right person comes along, sees it, and says, Oh my lucky stars, I know what that is. Um so this guy, Bob Fersanko, he sees it. He's like, oh, I gotta have this. Mm. I, I need to own this car. So he buys it. For like a song, probably. Apparently it's been it sitting was, there. It, appar- like, I don't know how much he bought it. At for. least they put a tarp over it. But apparently there's not that much wrong with the thing either. It's still in great like condition. It could be your daily driver. <laughs> so Bob has all the fun in the world with this thing. He finally decides, like, all right, I've had an I've had I've had my fun. Um Let's pass on the love. Tries to sell it, can't get anybody to buy it.
1: (laughs) Most cursed car ever. (laughs) I feel like if you if you were just walking along and you saw it, you would go, "Oh my gosh, that's that car from Mad Max," but nobody
0: wants it. I know, isn't it sad? Um, So finally, this guy, uh, his name, all right, so. His name's Peter Nelson. Now, he, this guy's in charge of cars of the stars museum. Cars of the stars. Cars of the stars. You figured by this in
1: Vegas, you said.
0: So this is in this is in nineteen. Um, this is this is post nineteen ninety. So everybody knows who Mel Gibson is, right? At, by well, this point, yes. So this is. He effect, effectively, this car yeah, he twice. drove this car. This is Mel Gibson' car, so he's cars of the stars. He's like, this is perfect for my museum.
1: He has sweated in this thing.
0: So he's like, all right. So th- this is based in the, in the United Kingdom. He's got an extensive s- selection. Oh, uh, in the of United Kingdom, already. yeah, that makes more. He's sense. He's like, all right. This is Australia. These are our people. We want this car too.
1: Literally, we own them.
0: So it stays in there for a <laughs> Sorry. while. I'm sorry. I have to stop and acknowledge the fact that you just said the United <laughs> Kingdom owns Australia.
1: They used to. <laughs> they owned a lot. They owned a lot of things, and they would have tea and discuss.
0: Anyways. Okay. Mm-hmm. Eventually, the entire auto collection is acquired by uh, the Orlando Auto Museum. Oh. Now I went on their website. Did ya? Would you know that there are lots of things for sale? on their website you can buy stuff yes you can
1: it's like a including stars
0: including a certain ford falcon xb modified gt cube what you can
1: buy mad max's car
0: it is currently for sale you want to know how much it is i the have Christmas no idea because it up. says call for pricing <laughs> of course it does
1: listen uh go to your dealer and they will tell you to call for pricing for a, you know, 2015 Camry. So of course, Mad Max's yeah. car is going
0: to be So if you're if you need this car, it's available, folks. I Christmas is coming up. Now the last thing I would say because I wanted to bring up Fury Road because I know you did some digging on this. I did. The car featured in that film is not meant to be the car from the original two movies. Well, right. They wanted to kind of like base it a little bit on that, but let's change it up. And they specifically wanted uh, viewers to understand that this is not the same car. So Mad Max Fury Road had a lot of quite eclectic vehicles in it. Yeah, they did. Um, I just love that movie so much. It's so good. So good. What did you find out? Well, so there were 13 hot
1: rods in that film. Well, 13 of them from that film. There's probably way more, but 13 of them got auctioned off as like a big set.
0: Quite mostly. recently, too, right? Very
1: recently. So, September 26th.
0: So, they auctioned them all off as like a package as deal. As a
1: whole, yeah. And so, you're, you're all telling 13 me, of them.
0: You're telling me that we now own these, right? Oh, totally. <laughs> So this is my Christmas present, the right? One,
1: it's like so. Just to kind of give you an idea of of the ones that were so so. There's a whole package of all of these 13 vehicles, and uh, Lloyd's Auctions in Australia is who did this, and the bid started at one Australian dollar. Come on, and so you could. Why call didn't in, we bid on this? You never know. Oh ah, well, wasn't that the New York Lottery tagline a while back? That's
0: besides the point.
1: You never do know. Okay, so I'm just going to give you kind of a smattering of some of the vehicles that were up for auction. Pleased to tell. So I'm sure if you've seen Fury Road, you know Furiosa, played by Charlie's Throne, is like...
0: Oh, the tanker, right?
1: Man. So she's got this 18-wheeled Leviathan like war rig, okay? So that's one of them. She drives that. like That's basically the car chase, basically, right? So she's got all these people like hidden in there. And, yep, probably and even
0: comes with that water tank trailer thing behind at the back, it. back,
1: yeah, it's the three pieces, okay? So you got that one. You've also got the Giga Horse.
0: Is that the one with, like, the two Cadillacs? The two coops, yeah. Stacked yes, yes, on yes, top yes. of each other? And it
1: ha- also has a flamethrower and a whaler's harpoon, because, Could be. of course. <laughs>
0: Because yeah. there's lots of whales in the Australian desert.
1: You have to. Now, I think my favorite vehicle from this movie is the doof wagon. I just wish we could have renamed that <laughs> thing. But that was the eight by eight like uh, missile carrier, and it has the drums going, and then you have that dude that's like suspended the from doof. the things. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's and he's, the doof. Oh, he's called the doof. Yeah, okay, he's the
0: he's the guy sense. that's got the that's
1: got the bass the, guitar and he's just like wailing the whole time. Oh, to, it's
0: a double necked flame throwing guitar. Well,
1: absolutely. The
0: most impractical vehicle in that entire movie. And they call it the soundtrack to the end of civilization.
1: <laughs> but like that thing, you know, you back in olden days we had little drummer boys. We have upped our game, people. Absolutely. That thing is huge. You could own that. Um, so then you've got the Nux car and that was that nitrous boosted like 1932 Chevy Deuce coupe. Uh, It was, like, super turbocharged, and that was the one that Tom Hardy was tied to at the front. They were, like, driving around. It was kind
0: of, like, dune buggy-ish looking. It was,
1: yes, totally. Now,
0: clearly, they had a bigger budget for this film. A
1: little bit. Um, Tom Hardy does not come with that car. Sorry. Oh, bummer. Mm -hmm, I know. So... You know, then they have the um, that that Jag flamer, that high speed kamikaze point guard. So, uh, what was that guy's name? Immorton Joe,
0: Immorton Joe, yeah, yeah.
1: So, that was his 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 thing going on. Um,
0: you <laughs> know, that one had like monster truck tires on it, right? Mm,
1: well, yeah, yeah, it had the huge, huge, it was like the little little coupe, and then it had the big tires, yeah. On. Uh, the saber tooth claw car, I also like this one a whole lot. So that one had the harpoon. So it's like this F-250 tow truck. It's got the harpoon. The harpoon shoots out, gets its oh, prey, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the claw things in the back dig down into the earth to slow everything down so that all of these other cars can come and, you know, wreak their
0: all oh, that waste. That scene was just like this. This whole movie is just, it's just amazing because of the builds.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, you just have, there's so many more of these rat rods. They've got like harpoons and machine guns and flamethrowers and all kinds of crazy things like that. So they were all up for sale, up for auction. You could call in, you get them as a whole package deal. That's so cool. The auction ended on September
0: 26th of this year. What they go for? Do we no know? No
1: idea. It's a big, huge secret. Uh, we don't it's even a know who bought auction. it. It's oh, a very really? huge bummer.
0: Well, I hope somebody bought yeah. it
1: for me. Reddit's real mad.
0: I did read that one of the other uh, one of the other vehicles um, in that set was the one with the tank tracks um, that must have been included in the uh, the auction sale. Um, was the most problematic vehicle that they had built on set. This thing had basically tank tracks that was screaming through desert sand and wet desert and would break down effectively. I think they said it was like, it broke down like every 10 minutes or so. It was so problematic to shoot. Well, you can't do that in dirt. I mean, this is what you get when you bring vehicles like this into... A desert. Exactly. Exactly. So I thought
1: that was kind of cool. I mean one day maybe we'll find out who bought them. It would be really cool if they bought them and like put them in a museum.
0: Right. As soon as the sand it blew out all the dust from. Right.
1: <laughs> Man. Well, that was there,
0: cool. There are just some amazing mechanics out there that can do just Some really crazy stuff. Oh, yeah. And I'm so glad that those people are out there doing this for the film industry so that we can watch this stuff on screen. It's so cool. Agree. Ladies and gentlemen, remember this golden classic. It's the Iconic Car Series. So that's why we wanted to bring you this iconic car.
1: (laughs) Yes, it was. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. For sure. Um, Well, I'm going to say that that's enough for tonight. The excitement, as you can hear, the crackle's gone back in my voice.
0: Well, not not to mention, i got to go sit in front of the TV and watch this stuff again. Great. (laughs) There goes my
1: night. Now that's
0: fine. If you like this episode, please share with your friends. Please tell other people about it. Um,
1: subscribe and review us because we love it
0: absolutely and if you have an idea for an iconic car that you would like us to research and feature on the podcast please let us know you can hit us up on Twitter at Sean Auto that's S-C-H-O-E-N you can see, get us on Facebook Instagram find us at our website www.shonauto.com we'd love to hear from you
1: And after you're done writing all those lovely reviews, sit down. Take some time for yourself. Yeah. Watch a movie. Sure. Sure. And have a good week.
0: Thanks so much for listening. Bye.